At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Warmer Brother, hello. Welcome to Buffy Las Vegas for Ghost Kissies with myself, Greg Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be joined in segment number two by one of our good friends, Rocco Miller. He does great work over at Bracketeer.org, taking a look at the game of college basketball. He's done such a great job of keeping the schedules straight, and now he's getting into that portion where he's starting to take a look forward for the upcoming season. So we're going to be discussing a few different things, how to take a look at some of these teams that are going to be in a new conference this year because Obviously, the rage of college basketball has been the new look ACC, the new look Big Ten, go down the list of new look conferences for next year. But as we know, there's a lot of shakeups with the American Conference USA, what have you, for this season. So we're going to be taking a look there. I'm also going to be asking him the question, is what we saw in Conference USA last season with a conference full of a bunch of teams that play a different style, very beneficial in March, I believe it is, and we're going to get his thoughts on sort of that crackpot theory of mine. We're going to be taking a little bit of a look at some of these guys that are relying upon two-time waivers as well, and then we're going to give him the floor as to some of the mid-majors that he's looking at for this upcoming season that could be able to have some big years. If you do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what I have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we'll fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at Junit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I say that at the top because we're getting a little bit of shortage of college basketball news and notes right now. There's... Not a whole like fly that has been happening on that front. We did see Ben Todd, who was slated to go to UC Riverside, decide that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal. Big giant nothing burger there, though. We did see this little bit of a piece of news for Pittsburgh. It seems like they are going to be a little bit thin down low this year with Papa Conte. You may recall that he was originally slated to go to Michigan. He decided that he was going to be going to Pittsburgh as well. This was deemed as a very big recruiting battle win. For Pittsburgh, a top 125 guy in the class of 2023. He's got a knee issue, and according to John Rothstein, he's going to be out for the entirety of the season. I know that we get on our friend Tristan Freeman frequently. He does a great job being able to give us a little bit of a roundup as to everything that happens with Pitt basketball. Certainly going to need to dive in on that a little bit more there, but I mean, I know that last year they were able to find some good things with the likes of Frederico, Frederico and company. And for Pittsburgh, they're out there in an ACC where it feels like there's going to be a clear divide between the haves and the have-nots, and Pittsburgh is somewhere in the middle. I was expecting that. 
before the Conte injury. I certainly think that they're still going to be sort of in that same fold. So this does hurt Pittsburgh a little bit, but I don't think that this is going to be an end-all, be-all loss. And we're going to continue to keep attention of these, but certainly now it is starting to be conference preview season as well. And you can expect a lot more on the podcast in the coming days and coming weeks. The SWAC and the Sunbelt, those are going to be coming your way, I would say, within the next four to five days. So be on the lookout there. And in the meantime, we're going to have a great chat today with Rocco Miller on so many fronts. Taking a look at these new conferences, these new look conferences, I should say, with regards to all the realignment that we've seen. We're also going to give him the floor as we some mid-majors to watch out for next right here on Coast to Coast Heaps with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now a part of the VC Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And we're back here in Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Heaps with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Visa Family and Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man, Rocco Miller. 
He does great work over at his website, Bracketeer.org. Such a good resource for those trying to keep these schedules straight with regards to college basketball. I know he's put in a lot of hard work on that already. A few hundred schedules released there. I know that he's got about 100 left. He's been grinding very hard. He's been helping some of these teams set up some of these non-conference schedules as well. So he's one of the hardest working men in college basketball on top of that. I know that he does a great job year in and year out with regards to his bracketology. Does a great job taking a look at some of these teams off the beaten path as well as we're certainly going to be talking about some mid-majors later on in this chat as to be able to follow Rocco Miller on X. We actually got that right as at Rocco Miller and the number eight all together in Rocco. We're just going to dive right into it. Something that we have been noticing with regards to college sports in general is that these two-time waivers, they have been getting shot down more and more. It's been a lot of them being on the football side of things. A lot of these with regards to basketball, they have yet to be ruled, but it's not really looking too promising for these guys with regards to trying to be back out there on the floor if they are a two-time transfer, a three-time transfer, what have you. And are there any particular players slash teams that you're keeping note of with regards to this? Because I do think that if these two-time waivers do not get approved, like it looks like they are not going to be, it could be relatively rough for a few of these teams that were banking on these guys being out there on the floor. Off the top of my head, I know there's a guy here, a guy there. I need to really figure out who's taking the biggest risk. I don't know quite yet today, but I do think I'll second what you said in terms of the two-time undergrad transfer. You know, if football is any indication, then certainly they can be just as strong in the basketball world, where I, I do think the NCAA actually has more jurisdiction than they do in football. You know, some of those battles are still being fought football-wise. I would hold out at least a sliver of hope that in the next two months before all the basketball decisions are finalized, that maybe there's a breakthrough with some of the challenges. I know that there are a handful of coaches, if not more than a handful, that are taking a leap of faith that they will get their two-time transfers cleared in time for the start of the season or at some point this season. Because you can just tell by roster construction itself that those fellas are going to be dependent on, uh, if not you know, as a go-to guy or at least a quality role player, some bench guys, you see them in a lot of different rosters. So, you know, without getting into too many specifics about teams, I'd just say broadly, there's probably still more to come. But I agree early on that it doesn't look promising. Yeah, it certainly does not. And certainly a team that comes to mind is Ole Miss. I've been talking about them on the podcast the last few days. And man, that would be rough for Chris Beard if they do not have their guys out there on the floor. But certainly is interesting to dive in on and something else that is obviously interesting to dive in on and this has been very much a hot button topic all off season long is realignment as joining me on the show we do have Rocco Miller he does great work over at bracketeer.org and for those that are taking a look at the upcoming college football and college basketball seasons obviously they're a little bit surprised to see all that has happened in the big 12 what have you but Both of us know we did see quite a bit of realignment the last year or two with regards to mid-major ranks. And when it comes to more of these notable conferences, we're going to be seeing a lot of them next year. But obviously this year with the Big 12 expanding, with having the American looking brand new, with having Conference USA look brand new, how do you gauge these teams that are in a little bit of a newer conference? Because I take a look at Conference USA and I think that it's just pretty much scrambled. I don't know if you could really have an advantage slash disadvantage for a lot of these teams just because you really don't have a lot of familiarity with any of these teams. So I think that everyone's on equal footing. Meanwhile, I take a look in the Big 12 with teams like Central Florida, Houston coming in, and I think that it is so interesting because 
we have seen in past years, these teams that come into a new conference, it feels like they either boom or they bust, and there hasn't been a lot of in-between. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think just uniformly across all the changes, changes kind of normal here within each program, at least the majority of the programs, whether it's you know, flipping over a new roster, adding a new coach. You know, you look at the Big 12, we can talk about Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU. But honestly, I'm just as curious about a team like a Texas Tech with all new faces and Grant McCaslin. I mean, to them, everything's new. The school might have been there, but it's to all the guys in that locker room and in that building in Lubbock, the whole thing's brand new. Whereas at BYU, Mark Pope's been there a long time. Houston's one of the most stable programs in the country. You know, UCF's even had Johnny Dawkins for a number of years now. Regardless of leagues changing, the coaching staff and the program stability itself is more important than the league you play in because a great coaching staff and a great program stability and camaraderie and all of that trust in the process that goes into building a program will carry you through no matter who your opponent is. They're the teams I'm able to count on to navigate it. And that's why Conference USA to me is very interesting because if you look at the landscape, Liberty is that program, what Richie McKay has built and the guys they have coming back. I think that's the team that is going to be the team to beat. And they probably have earned that just from their reputation. But even from their standpoint, they're jumping up from the Atlantic Sun Whereas you also have incredibly talented new coaches with Coach Lutz taking over at Western Kentucky. I love Jason Hooten, who's taking over New Mexico State. I know they're getting talent in there as fast as they can. How fast can they come together? That's going to be fascinating. Over at UTEP, I've always loved Coach Golding. They caught a big break with some of these top Conference USA teams all leaving. Is this their opportunity to take the league? And Ray Harper... Jacksonville State had a rough year last year, but his track record and his history and the the types of defenses they play, the type of tempo they play, that could be a team that gets under the skin of a lot of conference USA. So again, we could go league by league, but I really do go back to my foundation of it's about the, the stability of the program, the foundation of the head coach, and the support that they have behind them. I mean, that could shoot Houston right to the top of the Big 12. And I don't think it would surprise very many of us. It obviously could support Liberty going in and winning Conference USA as two easy examples. And a third one, quite honestly, is the team we always talk about, Florida Atlantic. I think we could all picture them winning the American regardless of them being new. And I think that the American is so interesting because they bring in a lot of those Conference USA teams. And I think that this is the most interesting conference to perhaps gauge in all of college basketball because what we noticed last year with Conference USA is that because they played so many different styles during the regular season. One night you'd be facing off against North Texas, the slowest team in all of college basketball. The next, you'd be facing off against UAB, one of the fastest teams in all of college basketball. I felt like that boded very well for them. That got them set for just unfamiliar circumstances. And I do think that with the American, we could see the most success from the newer teams being here just because they are used to just unfamiliarity, having to prepare for something different on the fly. And I think that that could really help them out in this sort of a situation this season. You hit the nail on the head there. American Conference is one of the ones I'm very fired up about. You know, I like the Owls program quite a bit. They're going to be the pick to win the league. I'm fascinated by the blend of teams. You know, obviously everybody would agree Florida Atlantic and Memphis are the two top dogs, heavyweight rosters, very talented rosters, penciled in to make the tournament the whole nine yards. But then after that, I guess just I'm blown away by the three top nine JUCO players that UAB brought in, plus the guys they got back, plus a couple more power five transfers. I do think UAB, just due to that awesome roster, should be penciled in as the third best team. But then after that, 
you know, Tulane is a fascinating team. They just went over and played overseas in an international event where they gained invaluable experience and played very well over there. And that's a team with some serious talent. You look at North Texas, I don't think people understand how good of a coach Ross Hodge is and will prove at this level. They're not going to miss a beat with him and they mix into the top of this league somewhere. That's going to be fascinating. I love the fact that Amir Abdul-Rahim brought three of his top athletes, including Youngblood and others from Kennesaw State over. I think South Florida set up to be competitive right from the jump. And then we've got this team that every coach keeps telling me about that they're most worried about this year that nobody's talking about, and that's the East Carolina Pirates. Second year under Coach Schwartz, ready to make some noise, did some big things with the roster. They're actually scaring some teams off in scheduling. Uh, You might be surprised. Keep your eye on the Pirates. On top of that, Wichita's got some good talent. Charlotte brings back some good talent. I think those two fill in the rest of the top nine for me. And then I think outside of that, Temple is rebuilding. Rice has a chance to be in that in that top nine as well. But I do think like UTSA and Tulsa are still kind of stuck at the bottom. And I didn't even mention SMU. I don't know how I forgot to write them down. But SMU has got a, a much better roster this year. They should be writing that mix with your South Florida's, your North Texas's, and your Tulane's. The games are going to be won on the margins for real in the American Athletic Conference, Greg, and I'm here for all of it. And I do think that it is going to be interesting to see how SMU does in the American because, as we know, they're going to the ACC next year as well. As Rocco Miller, he does tremendous work over at Bracketeer.org, is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. How do you take a look at some of these teams that are going to be leaving their conference? Because, as we know, with the Pac-12, it's going to be the Pac-2. So everyone's on equal playing surfaces because we have seen some teams in the past, like when UIC was leaving the rise of like it felt like there was some bad blood. Things were stacked against them in their conference tournament. I believe James Madison was completely barred from the CAA tournament when they left to go to the Sun Belt. But when it comes to a team like an SMU that's going to be leaving their conference, Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 for the SEC, how do you gauge some of these teams? Because I think that that's something to be paying attention to as well because there are going to be quite a few teams that are going to be leaving their respective conferences. And as I mentioned before with Pac-12, it's just one of those cases where with everyone leaving, I think everyone's just on equal playing foot on that front. I think that the first thing that comes to mind for me across the board, Greg, is coaching carousel. I think the pressure at some of these places to do well this year knowing that they're going to a new league next year, just got a little hotter. Especially if Jared Haas wasn't on the hot seat enough at Stanford, the seat somehow just got hotter. If you're looking at Porter Mosier at Oklahoma, I thought he was a borderline hot seat guy, not making the tournament there yet, even though it's only the third year. Might have just got a little bit hotter. You know, even at SMU, even though Coach Lanier, and I love the guy, I'm a friend of the program, but just being real here, joining the ACC, they might feel like they can go get some sort of big name coach. We don't know. You know, that's another one to pay attention to. I do think with California joining the ACC, it's great timing basketball wise. What Madsen's doing in just the short five months he's been there is beyond anything that's happened there in almost a decade. You know, he's got an $80 million investment into the ba- uh, basketball practice facility that should be ready in the next couple of years. I think. Cal's going to be a much improved program, a chance to compete at the Pac-12 this year, maybe even all the way up to an at-large caliber team. I don't want to project that because that's way too big of a jump, but you get what I'm getting at. I think Cal's in great shape for this move basketball-wise. You know, even down at Texas where Rodney Terry coached his butt off last year, earned that extension and become their permanent head coach. You never know, like a move to the SEC, how serious is Texas going to take basketball? You know, Big 12 is already the biggest and best league in, in this sport. 
So going to the SEC, do they stick with Terry? Or we have to see how Texas does this year. So my immediate answer there is this season becomes paramount for a lot of these places, knowing that an easy time to transition, not only leagues, is also an easy time to transition coaches if you're not satisfied with what you have. I want to see the best for all those guys, but it's probably likely we'll see a change or two at one of these places. I do think so as well, and I've been surprised that Stanford has not made a move last few off-seasons to start out with. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. The hot, it should be about as hot as a lava right now on Jared S., as I've just been a little bit dumbfounded on that situation as well. And certainly we've talked about that from time to time as well as Rocco Miller does great work over at bracketeer.org is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. And you brought up something very interesting when you were talking about the American, some of these teams being scared off by East Carolina. And I do want to give you the floor right here in that I want you to be given a little bit of love to some of these teams that maybe mainstream, we're not talking about them right now. You're not finding them in these way too early top 25s, the top three with regards to their projected or finish with regards to their conference, but just in everything that you've been gathering with the way that you've been putting together these schedules and the way that you've been doing your own research throughout the offseason that you're pretty bullish on coming into the season. It's always a fun question, and we want to nail these, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think some of the obvious ones, well, obvious to me, maybe not obvious to the listeners, so I shouldn't say obvious, but I would say Eastern Kentucky, very great roster coming back, competed at the highest level of the ASUN last year with Kennesaw State losing their coach and three of their starters. And with Liberty going to the Conference USA, I do think they're the shoe-in pick to win a really good A-Sun that's just going to continue getting better. There's an investment in basketball happening in the A-Sun that I'm not sure everybody's familiar with, but I had the opportunity to be at Kennesaw State last year for the quarterfinals. That whole tournament that they hosted, they got to play all three games at home. Crowd was packed. Place was going bananas. They've actually got a, you know, now with Antoine Petway taking over, they've got a nice roster coming in as well. Austin P opens a new arena. Queens is a great story that's only going to get better. There's so many good stories in the A-Sun if you really want to look at a league that you're less familiar with. But I'd also say UNC Asheville with the return of Drew Pember, clearly the best team in the Big South. They went out and got a pretty hard schedule. You know, they'll get a crack at some big teams early on. They've got a game with Auburn and Huntsville, Alabama in December. That could be really interesting. I'm really curious to see how Asheville competes nationally. I know that they're on a depth perspective, but their starting five is really good. You know, some of the other teams, Weber State with Dylan Jones back and a very solid starting five. They're my pick in the big sky. There's a lot of these. And I think, you know, more of the mid-level leagues like the Atlantic 10, more similar to your East Carolina of the American. The team I keep hearing about over and over and over again is St. Joseph's. So really curious to see what this team can do. They've got a great roster. They've been down for years and years and years. It seems like that would be an awesome story if if St. Joe's pulls off some early wins. The cool thing there is, if anybody's unfamiliar, the Big Five changed to a format this year where each team plays two games. If they happen to go 2-0 and in their two Big Five games, they'll get to play for the Big Five City Championship in the Wells Fargo Center, downtown Philadelphia. So there's some opportunities built in there. If they win, they'll get a harder schedule, which is kind of cool. And then I think out of the Mountain West, Colorado State really likes their team a lot with Isaiah Stevens coming back. They were up for a couple of years, um, six seed just two years ago, right? Great team. Fell down to the 120s last year in the net. They're expecting to be right back competing for a at-large bid this year. Also from that league, New Mexico might be even better than last year. Probably would have got in last year if it wasn't for some of the COVID issues they had during their bad losses to both Air Force and to Wyoming. I think out of the West Coast Conference, if you're looking for a sleeper, possibly Loyola Marymount. 
Um, I don't know if they're at large good, but they really redid their roster. They scheduled really strong. We're going to learn a lot about that team in the early going as well. Yeah, but I think that Loyola Marymount is such an interesting team because we remember under the previous coaching regime, they were one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball in recent years. They've been able to speed things up. I do feel like when they lost Joe Kitana a few years ago, that did set them back just a little bit, but they've done a nice job retooling via the transfer portal on these teams. Not named Gazeg and the WCC. They've done a great job being able to bring in a lot of talent to be able to match up. Braden Puzmetsky, as we remember, he was a first-round pick in the NBA draft this last season. So these teams in the WCC, they've been able to bulk up. And with everything that we've seen in the Pac-12 as well, there's going to be probably more opportunities for them with regards to recruiting and being able to bring in transfers in future years for guys that they don't want to be traveling from Oh, I don't know, like Washington, Oregon, and having to go to Rutgers to play a basketball game. So I think that that's going to be working out in their favor and something that always works out in our favor, getting you on the show, Rocco. You do an amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball. You're hard at work with scheduling. I know that your early preseason bracketology, that's going to be up a little bit later on this offseason as well. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Appreciate that as always, Greg. Thank you. And I would say I'm currently transitioning from the end of schedule season. There's probably a hundred officially left to be announced nationally, but a lot of the work is done as I think many know. And so I've started to dabble with preview time, which is we touched on some of that here today, which hopefully helps some of the forecasters that follow along. You can follow me at bracketeer.org is my website. I'll be doing more schedule pages for each league. The American conference was posted yesterday. We will have the West Coast conference by the end of this week also, where you can track every WCC non-conference schedule. And then the list goes on from there. And on Twitter or on X uh, at Rocco Miller 8, some exciting announcements coming soon in terms of like some different opportunities going on with shows and forecasting. But yes, my baby is having that opportunity to do the whole preseason exercise. I'll have a forecasted champion in all 32 leagues that is well thought out, well discussed. I talk to coaches in each of those leagues. From there, start building out what's going to be considered the preseason at large bid. I take a lot of pride in that because that's my one opportunity to put 100% opinion into it instead of data. Because as soon as the season starts, it's going to be all data-based. But we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to talk a lot of basketball. We're going to look for untold stories all season long, as always. And I love coming on your show, Greg. Thanks again for having me. I always love having Rocco Miller aboard. He does an incredible job taking a look at this great game of college basketball, lends tremendous insights, and gives some love to a lot of those mid-majors, which is what we love on this podcast, because whether you're betting the ACC or you're betting the Southland, you're able to make the same money on a game between Duke and North Carolina as you are on Lamar versus Northwestern State. And we embrace it, and we embrace Rocco Miller on this show. Big thanks to him for joining me on Coast Coast Seeps, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Seeps, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast, via that five-star review, and Coming at you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason. Give you guys all the news and notes of college basketball. And we're turning it forward. We're going to have a lot of conference previews up within the next few days. Swack and the Sun Belt on tap. Then we go 
WCC, WAC, and then we go into these power conferences. So we're getting towards the end of the offseason. And then once we're back in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate you tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.